The Financial Safari News Network is proud to present America's 401k show. A place where your retirement questions are answered, solutions are offered, and tough stuff explained. You'll get the latest news on 401ks and IRAs, as well as interviews with financial experts to help you earn more for retirement. Now, let's join our safe money correspondent, Steve Siddall, on America's 401k show. Hey, we are back on America's 401k show. Consumer advocate Steve Siddall here. Over there, we have got senior wealth strategist Marty Hensley and, of course, uh, Coach Pete DeRuta. He is uh, an author. In fact, the new book is going to come out this fall. Yeah, the Financial Fill-Up Playbook. All right, I like it. It's going to be the book on retirement. Uh, Earlier, I I think on my financial safari show, I I do so many shows every week, I, I forget which show I talked about it, but I used to have a garden growing up in Scotland County, North Carolina, and and Dad helped me go to the store. This was back in the back in the day where there was only one store. So it was a farm implement store. You go there, you buy the little plants and all that. Yep. And bought a couple of asparagus plants one year. And we talked about asparagus on uh, on a show before because when you go to restaurants, asparagus is pretty pretty expensive. It's known as a luxury item, isn't it? Sure. Well, the asparagus plants that I had would always keep coming up. It was like a weed. You couldn't get rid of it. So I printed out something from the uh, San Francisco a newspaper called the SF Gate about asparagus, the plant life cycle. And asparagus plants emerge in spring as edible spears. They just come out of the ground, Marty. It looks like uh, fingers coming out of the ground. You cut them and eat And actually, the sooner you got them, the better. When you go to a restaurant and they're gigantic, that yeah, means they let them grow too much. They're not, they're not good. They're stringy and all that. And so these edible spears can be harvested in the regular asparagus harvest time, which is from two to six weeks. So when you notice them coming out, I used to take them out pretty early because I liked it really tender. And the, the small word, the tender, sort of like veal. Think about it. Veal, veal from the ground, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> Until the spears become spindly and start to open. Now, when they're big, they get spindly and they start to open. Once the asparagus plant's spears pop open, they'll become tall, ferny plants. So it doesn't even look like asparagus if you wait longer than six weeks. And, I, and some of the restaurants I've gone, I think they almost waited longer than six weeks. The ferny growth collects energy from the sun, which is stored in the roots. Strong growth after harvest ensures healthy spears the next season. Along with the ferny growth, female plants produce red seeds. These seeds drop to the ground and become new plants if not removed. So what I was arguing then is I don't know why they charge so much because these plants just keep coming back every year. Well, yeah. You don't have to keep planting them like a tomato plant. It'd be great mm-hmm. if tomato plants would just come, come up every year. And it'd be really good if a Duke's mayonnaise plant was right next to it. <laughs> <laughs> Some lettuce, too. So, and a bacon. So, Coach, you were talking uh, in the last segment. You mentioned high school. And um, where, when, uh, when well, you... the garden was in high school, too. These are the All right. So that's what I mean. Uh, you said 1984? In 1984. Let's look back. Through the years. Let's take a trip back in time. Back in time. Here are some of the biggest moments of 1984. The original Apple Macintosh personal computer went on sale during January of the year. The Macintosh was originally priced at about 2500 bucks. Its success may have been due to the iconic advertisement for its release, which aired during the Super Bowl. On January 24th, Apple Computer will introduce Macintosh. And you'll see why 1984 won't be like 1984. Britain and Ireland's top pop musicians gathered in a Notting Hill studio to form Band Aid and record the song Do They Know It's Christmas in order to raise money for famine relief in Ethiopia. Notable participants included Phil Collins, Bono, Sting, Duran Duran, Culture Club, James Taylor, George Michael, David Bowie, and Paul McCartney. Do they know it's Christmas time? 
1984 Summer Olympics began in July in Los Angeles. There are almost 7,000 athletes who participated in 221 events and represented more than 140 countries. The United States won the most medals with a total of 174. But a Friday like none other in the history of Southern California because the picture is of the Olympic torch being carried through the streets. There it is! And the gold medal! The gold medal goes to Mary Lou Rett. In August of 84, the Space Shuttle Discovery launches for its maiden flight. It was the third of the Space Shuttles to be put into operation after Columbia and Challenger. After six days, it landed at Edwards Air Force Base in California. The crew consisted of five men and one woman. We have main engine start, three, two, one. We have SRB ignition and we have liftoff. Top TV shows of the year included Dynasty, Dallas, The Cosby Show, and 60 Minutes. Big movies that year included Dune, Gremlins, Karate Kid, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, The Terminator, and Ghostbusters. Don't move. It won't hurt you. Hey, Ben, what happened? Are you okay? Slime me. I'll be back. Yes, he did come back. So let's wipe the slime off and head back to the present. We've now arrived safely back in the present. We hope you enjoyed your trip. Here's to a smooth ride into retirement. Well, spawn some memories there, Coach. Remember some of that stuff? Yeah. Marty, what do you think? Remember yes. the Macintosh ad? I mean, everybody, everybody oh, yeah. had a, had no, a conniption no, about that one. No huh? idea. It was that long ago, man. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah. Time flies, Marty. Yeah. What did Dean Smith tell you back in the day? He probably told you time flew, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just want to just want to also, speaking of Dean Smith, our, our, our movie that, that came out a couple weeks ago on Dick Vitale called Dickie V yeah. on ESPN has met uh, been met with so many compliments. Uh, it's probably, probably going to see it other places as well. It's on ESPN Plus now anytime right. you want to watch it called Dickie V. It's really good. You know, a lot of people around here, you either love them or you hate them because – I'm a Carolina fan, Marty. You played at Carolina. When we watch like, Duke and Carolina games, a lot of times people would call him Dukey V, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I was actually able to meet him one time. We we played He's a great in, guy, by the way. Yeah, we played in, the, in a tournament called the Alaskan Shootout, and they would pair us up with these families to have a Thanksgiving dinner around this time. And so we sat there, and he was invited to this house, and actually met him. And within about 30 seconds, he's trying to drill me for uh, information about what we're going to do the next day. I said, listen, I'm a freshman. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so when we talk about making a budget, people hear about budget. And, oh, yeah. and, and many people repel when they hear that word budget. Because you have to also budget. Our government even doesn't do a good budget, do they? Yeah. <laughs> they always run out of money. They have, the, uh, they have that emergency meeting where if Congress doesn't approve something, they're going to go out of business for a while. Which to me, I'd always argue that's a good thing for us. We don't want Congress together. Whenever they get together, bad things seem to happen. Exactly. Yeah, to me, I, it does. I, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> so, but into a budget, we, we have, if you picture a circle in the middle of a piece of paper, if you draw a big circle, it looks like the sun, like we're going to do the solar system. So there's the sun, and we call that budget. And then we look to the left. We have two little boxes. There are two little satellites going around there. One is income, and one is outgoing. So what's the objective of a good budget? To have more money coming in or less money coming in than, than you have going out? Ideally, I prefer, I prefer number one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you want number one, more yeah. money coming in than going out. Now, if we look on the right hand side, again on the on the left hand side, we had income and outgoing, and on the right hand side, we have two other boxes. One is savings, and one is debt. Now, how many people have too much debt and not enough savings? Plenty. Plenty. <laughs> so again, ton. the objective is to get that debt down. Now, there's good debt and there's bad debt. What is good debt, Steve? Like a mortgage uh, under three percent. Yeah, it could be argued nothing's good debt, but yes, a mortgage under three. Mm -hmm. And then what's bad debt, Marty? 
Anything that credit card debt, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, revolving debt that, that you Bad have debt. like at a department store somewhere. Yeah, and that adds up, right? Mm -hmm. Because you went to save all that money at the store because <laughs> <laughs> they had specials. My yes. wife said, what kind of money I saved? I said, well, you actually spent a couple hundred dollars. How do you save anything? So it's yeah. just important that we understand those two things because those are the most under misunderstood aspects of a real financial plan is, number one, we need to have a budget looking at what we're spending versus what's uh, what, we're get, what we have coming in. And then when we know that, then we can do a forward-looking plan saying, well, based on your spending habits right now and the amount of income you have right now, we need to increase the amount of savings and decrease some of these debts. But I've heard people, a lot of people say, well, I want to take my savings, which is a good play, a good thing when you have savings. I want to take my money out of my savings and pay my mortgage off, and my mortgage is at a 3% rate. Does that make sense these days? It Absolutely not. not. Absolutely not. And you have folks that come in, and our listeners are in all the time, and they ask us these questions. You know, I've got a, a mortgage at 2.7%. Dave Ramsey says, pay that off as soon as you can. <laughs> well, sometimes yes, sometimes no. Well, the objective to life is to have freedom, right? It could be argued freedom is the most important thing. Financial freedom, your freedom to do what you want, libertarian kind of things, that kind of thing. But once you get in debt, do you have freedom anymore? No. But, but okay, so you're saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my money out of my savings, and I'm going to get out of that debt. I'm going to pay my mortgage off. I'll have freedom. Well, you're doing the worst thing possible because freedom to me is the amount of money you could spend if you wanted to but didn't have to. So as long as you have money in your savings that can pay the mortgage payment, why would you want to give all the money to the bank? And now you don't have any money in savings anymore. So then you can't retire when you thought. Say, so i got to pay my mortgage off before I retire. And then you do it. And then I say, when are you going to retire? Well, I can't retire now for another 10 years because I used all my retirement money to pay my mortgage off. Yeah. <laughs> Be very careful and meet with a planning team that is a fiduciary planning team and will specialize in the three main things. Number one is risk reduction strategies. Very, very important. Number two, meeting your financial goals or understanding what your financial goals are. If your main goal is to pay your house off before retirement, let's ask why you're doing that, when you want to do that. Where are you going to do it and how are you going to do it? And why would you do it if, you, if there's better strategies out there? So the big things to think about. And then, then number three, you need to have confidence in your plan and your planner. If you don't have confidence in your plan and your planner, maybe then you would pay your house off early using money you shouldn't do because you don't really have confidence in your planner because he or she has never really weighed out why you're supposed to or not supposed to do certain things. Agree? Absolutely. And then down the road, if you take that, say, $100,000, you pay off your mortgage $100,000, you don't have any debt, but that's $100,000 that down the road could be an income-generating piece of your retirement where you're taking out 4 5 6% as income off of that $100,000, but you don't have that anymore because you paid off that debt. Yeah, it's very, very important just to understand money. And I really think that many times people in the financial world try to make it complex on purpose so you don't understand certain, certain things that should be easy to understand. What we try to do is make it easy to understand. I used to work with school teachers exclusively to taught them financial planning back in the early 90s, and I tried to make it as simple as possible because I know teachers were busy with kids all day, and they, their, their brains were getting ready to pop anyway, Steve, dealing with of fifth course. graders all day long. So I tried to make it real easy, showing you, hey, if you do this, this will happen. If you do that, That'll happen. So as long as you know what your actions are going to equal as far as consequences or rewards, it makes it a whole lot simpler for you to have the right plan. And that's what we try to do. We try to make it simple, and we try to make it uh, less complex. And a lot of people are wondering, how do I preserve my portfolio from getting destroyed during whatever crisis is coming up next? Will my lifestyle have to change? What options are available to keep my portfolio from losing value? Well, we cover three major strategies that focus on how to potentially maximize your retirement savings 
so you can have the lifestyle you always wanted. So when we sit down and discuss this with folks, the two biggest mistakes made by retirees with the retirement savings we go over with you, we've covered that today, a lot of times is believing some hype or, or falling for dirty tricks. So we need to make sure we can isolate that. And we also tell you why it's possible we may experience larger drops and continued volatility going forward and why we need to make sure that we have a plan that will counteract that and leave you worry-free as you approach retirement. So if you're one of the next 10 people to call, we'll do that for you at no cost or obligation. More importantly, we're going to give you peace of mind. We're going to give you confidence that your goals are going to be met, and we're going to get those risk reduction strategies in place for you and your family that you deserve that Wall Street's not telling you about. I like the sound of that, Coach. Again, it's 888-623-8858. 888-623-8858 is the number for you to get a financial roadmap. Work with the team. They'll put it together for you. Explain things in a way that just makes sense. It's a practical financial review. So if you're listening, then give us a call. 888-623-8858. You can also text us. That's 401k to 600-700. Text 401k to 600-700. And you'll walk out the door with a roadmap that's going to help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. 888 or text 401k to 600-700. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.